Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast Variety Hour, episode thir- hey, 13, Hour. perhaps. 13, yeah. all right, woo! It's lucky. lucky. number 13. Yes, we're going to be back in the studio soon. That's a, it's a sign of the future. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not any. <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. So I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yeah, and we're still doing our, our Variety Hour extended second half, whatever, not following our own formula, quarantine specials. We've had many yeah. names, <laughs> but... We're going to just talk about some random shit. Movie related. Mostly movies. Mostly movies. Maybe some yeah. TV-ish things. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're so, starting with the most, the, the newest and working our way back as per usual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Palm Springs, obviously. Well, not obviously. There are a bunch of other releases this week. But uh, yeah, Palm Springs seems to be the big one. And I'll say now, if you haven't watched it, go on Hulu and watch it. Like it's almost, and if the internet hasn't completely spoiled anything <laughs> or everything, I should say, just go ahead, watch it. And then like, otherwise like jump ahead in this like 10, 15 minutes or so. Cause it's really, it is a movie that benefits greatly from going in blind. With that said, <laughs> now that you've had your warning, um, yeah, this was a good movie to watch where uh, lately time has had no meaning. To any of us. <laughs> was this always a Hulu movie? It was bought at Sundance for okay. record amount. Okay. And was going to be a theatrical release and then go to Hulu afterwards, I guess. But then it was like, you know, nobody knows what the fuck to do now. Gotcha. Yeah. Boy, I <laughs> where to start? Um, I have never connected with a movie on such a deep... Well, I shouldn't say never, but... It has been a long time since I've connected as deeply with a movie as I have with this one, you know, and maybe it's just the timing of let's come out during a time when everyone's stuck at home and their days just run together and things aren't changing <laughs> uh, because as the internet has probably told you and the trailer actually does as well, which kind of sucks, but it's a Groundhog Day movie, Infinite Time Loop. Which apparently everyone is like on Letterboxd is saying is a played out, done, overdone thing. And I haven't watched Russian Doll or Happy Death Day, but those are like the only other ones I can think of since like Edge of Tomorrow. And even before that, it was like Source Code and then episodes of Star Groundhog Trek Day. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I guess there was it. a yeah. Black Mirror episode that it showed mm-hmm. up in too, but yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's such a, a specific su- gimmick that it's. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, this is a slasher movie. It's like, oh, this is Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, Groundhog Day has kind of become like the, you know, the diehard in a, it's Groundhog Day and a whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it would be easy to be really uh, reductionist about it and be like, yeah, it's just Groundhog Day, but with, with uh, more than one person. It's like, yes, but um, 
and and I'll spoil going ahead a little bit. I watched Groundhog Day the next day <laughs> because I had never seen it before. So that was interesting to jump that way. And it's weird to me that I hadn't because like the time loop structure is a thing that just utterly fascinates me. And like in watching this, that's there almost becomes, you know, when you watch Groundhog Day, it's like, all right, how's he going to get out of it? And this one is much more, does he want to get out of it? And it kind of, I guess with Niles, the character who's Andy Samberg, who's like, I, I gotta say probably never been better than he is in this movie. Um, he's me. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's me in that he's been the, the trick of this movie is they start the movie where he's been in it for years. Like he's already been going through this loop for, I, I believe one of the early scripts, it was 40 years that he's been doing this. But, you know, whatever it is, it's been at least years, probably decades that he's been in there. So he's already just resigned to this is my life. This is what I do every day. And so all he does is get up and fucking drink and put as little effort into things as he can unless he gets bored. And then he's like, all right, well, maybe I'll, you know, figure out how to sleep with her or whatever, because it's, you know, it's the setting is he's going to girlfriend's best friend's wedding. His girlfriend's one of the bridesmaids. He basically doesn't know anybody there. And it becomes a kind of a running joke that nobody knows him there either because he has to keep reintroducing himself to all these people. And uh, eventually the uh, he gets the sister of the bride, um, who's the, you know, the maid of honor, ends up bringing her into the time loop because there is like, it's unlike Groundhog Day, there's a specific reason he's there. There's a specific thing that happens that gets him there. They never show you how he ended up in it, but there's a very, like, it is explicitly explained that, yeah, this is how he ends up in the movie, in in this infinite time loop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, from there, it just becomes, like, this metaphor for, A, marriage and relationships, as well as, B, finding a purpose for everyday life. Because for the longest time, he has no purpose. You know, it's, he's like, this is just, this is his life. He's just coasting. And anyone who's been at a job where they no longer give a fuck, but they don't have the effort to find something new will understand completely (laughs) his mindset. Because like, this is what he does every day is gets up, goes to the pool, starts drinking, might go to the wedding, might just go to the bar in town and just hang out there, but never does anything. And then when she's brought in, obviously things change. He's got kind of this partner in crime. And I cannot say enough good things about how good Kristen Milioti is in this movie. Like she is, she's the funniest one by far. Like, and she has like, what might be my favorite line reading in a movie ever. And she's got like three of them that are up there throughout the course of the movie that are just like absolutely perfect, absolutely hilarious. Like, and you know, the director didn't say, no, how about you say it like this? She was just like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do this. And then they're all like, Oh my God, that's so good. You know, like one of those things where they just, it takes someone special to bring that sort of stuff to a movie that is basically just, you know, it's, at its core, it's a romantic comedy, but it's a lot darker and it's got a lot more 
that it's thinking about in that. And it's not just like, oh, they're the two good looking people in the movie. So of course they're going to end up together by the end. You know, it's, and it treats like, you know, the other, the typical romantic comedy thing, like, oh, well, I didn't say this one thing. So that's going to come back and bite me later when she finds out type, you know, that sort of stuff. It has like a billion times more weight when it happens in this movie, as opposed to how standard romantic comedies tend to work, you know, when the couple has to have their argument and things go wrong, you know, like it, it just, it handles it completely differently than the majority of them would. Hmm. And yeah, I, I just, I absolutely love this movie. Like I have like this infatuation with this movie. I've watched it four times since Friday Damn. and I'll probably watch it a bunch more. And it's one of those where it's like, you know, like I feel like baby driver connected on a level like that for me, where it was just like, if I made a movie, I would make this movie. Whereas like this one is like, if I was in a movie, I would, this would be me, <laughs> this movie. So I, I just, I absolutely adore it. I love where it goes. And like, it's, it's one of those also where like, there's a ton of just tiny little touches that, you know, you don't catch the first time, but you know, like she throws him a birthday party in the time loop at some point. And there's a real quick shot where she shows him the cake and then they quickly show her slapping the bride and groom off the top of it because she's obviously stolen it from the wedding and just brought it to the bar where they have the birthday party. <laughs> There's just tiny little touches like that all over the place. And yeah, I can't say enough good things about it, but Harlow, you've watched it as well, I did. right? I did, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm kind of dominating it, but like, it's like I've, I've been holding this since like Friday where I'm just like, oh my God, everyone needs to watch this fucking movie like immediately. Sure. <laughs> and then it feels like nobody else did. <laughs> so... No, I mean, I, I yeah. agree. I, I, I do think it's a really good movie. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if it just didn't strike me at the time. I don't I didn't have like that, you know, baby driver style epiphany moment mm -hmm. with it or anything. Um, not to pick apart what you said. I just wanted to. Mm -hmm. I, I think the difference is like. So I know you're going to talk about Groundhog Day, too. So like the difference yeah. between like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day is like he's kind of where Andy Samberg is where we meet him in the movie though he's not in the loop yet in, mm -hmm. in his life he's already like fuck it I just don't care I'm in the shitty you know I'm never going to get my right you know real job I'm working the shitty mm -hmm. thing blah 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 blah. I'm doing the fucking punks and Donnie Phil bullshit um, so he's just already in this like nihilistic I don't give a fuck lifestyle I think the Andy Samberg character Niles nihilistic there guy is like mm -hmm. is like yep. um, you know did a, they show you things that like clearly like let's 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 use the round number if he went that he was there for 40 years i think he spent 20 of them fucking mastering shit because like they show him like going to the bar and challenge the bar lady to a dart contest and just like throwing fucking perfect bullseyes mm -hmm. on top you know like stacking darts yeah. <laughs> and so like he's obviously like within the confines of what you can do within a day in palm springs california you know <laughs> yeah you know like he has mastered what he can master you know he's constantly like doing dumb dance things and stuff like that is like beyond somebody that just completely doesn't care it i just think it's funny because it's like you obviously tried to make the best of it for a while like we all would like oh fuck mm. just i know exactly what's gonna happen every day and i can you know fucking rob a bank because i can just walk into the vault knowing exactly where everybody is <laughs> you know mm -hmm. die 15 times and i finally make it in <laughs> you know um so yeah. you know so he's obviously done all that and then it's just now it's like the well i've i've fucking done it all i've you know i've t like he said I, I took meth and like went to ecuador you know, or something like that yeah. you know like you know just because like mm -hmm. that's the other thing is like in groundhog day i believe it's like the stroke of midnight 
you know, you fall asleep or the stroke of midnight, whatever, it's resetting the It day. was 6 a.m. Okay, is it? Okay, so. Yeah. I know that's when they wake up, but I don't know, like, when the no, day. No, he, he tells her oh. at one point. Okay, so they at, stay. At he, 6 a.m. it rolls over because she's waiting for midnight. Right. And then it hits midnight and they he's just still okay. there. Yeah. yeah. So, so I just, it's, it's been a long time for Groundhog Day. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, this is, of you know, like, you can go until you fall asleep or die. Like, this is like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not stuck to one day. So, like, if you could stay awake for four days straight, you know, and then fall asleep, you're, you're, it all resets. But, you know, like, this is like a little bit different bendy rules of mm-hmm. like the Groundhog Day. Yeah. And I mean, and it works with having him in there for so long mm-hmm. because you can skip all that shit. Right. And he's basically telling her, skip all the shit. They're like, it's not going to work. Just let's move on here. Yeah. And... You know, and that's when she embraces the fact that she's stuck in there, that that's when the movie gets really fun and has some of the funniest stuff. And it's like, it's kind of, you know, and thinking about Groundhog Day, it's the stuff that that movie didn't explore. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, because they, they have him obviously do the, all right, what's this girl's name? Who was her high school English teacher? You know, he does kind of like the whole shitty person thing that, you know. I'd say it. I'd probably would have done it too. <laughs> you know, sure. like you, like you're, if you're stuck in there, it's like, well, let's make the best of this. And, you know, and, and I do like that she immediately, like they never mentioned Groundhog Day for one, which felt a little strange, but I guess I understand why they wouldn't. But he just says, yeah, it's one of those time loop things you might've heard about. And she's like, I might've heard about what, <laughs> but she, you know, she immediately, like, it's very quickly, she's like, oh, the altruistic thing, like, you have to get your karma right, you have to do this, this, you know, something completely selfless that'll guarantee you that you can get out of here, you know, and he's like, all right, uh, yeah, good luck, you got it all figured out, you know, and then, of course, it doesn't work, so immediately, she's like, nope, didn't work, life's meaningless, let's get the fuck out of here, you know, <laughs> and just, I like that they dismiss the Groundhog Day ending very quickly. And they're just like, nope, move on, move mm-hmm. on from that. This is this is not what we're here for. Which, yeah. you know. Well, I think the best part. It, I mean, again, I don't want to spoil the whole thing for people who haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. I think I think the best part about that is, I mean, he is so literally resigned to you know the whatever attitude that he doesn't really. I mean, he's kind of does the no wait don't kind of attitude of mm-hmm. uh, like the Willy Wonka thing of like, you know, I, I'm going to try this and it's just like, it's not going to work. And then she's like, I'm going to try it anyway. And he's like, no, wait, don't, you know, it's like, well, no, he just does yeah. it. All right. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah it's, it's just, it's even when, you know, he lets her go down the hole, like I'm going to do some altruistic thing. And then when it doesn't work, he's like, yeah, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. told you, <laughs> like not even really like I told you. So just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. but, but, but I like, like, like this movie does not waste any time on anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it moves and it's, it's 90 minutes, almost exactly. And they just, it, you know, it gets to a point where it really makes me like question what I would do, you know, and that's, I think that's the, the appeal of time loop movies is it's like, do you have the, like, you know, obviously what would you do if you were him and me? I'd like, I hate to say, but like, if I ended up in a time loop where all I had to do was get up and drink at a, at a hotel and eat the food at a wedding later that night, it's like. Man, I'd probably do it. You just, <laughs> you know, you just it hope it's not a shitty wedding. better than this world I'm living in right now, you know? I've been to What's some that? shitty weddings with shitty catering, and you know, that would be yeah. my well, luck. <laughs> like, you get stuck somewhere nails... in 2020, just like in your, you're waking up in your house every day where you can't really go do anything. I mean, I guess if you don't care about getting a virus, you could you can go yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. You could be well, the people and I mean, walking around without masks. The <laughs> they're that's all, they're all stuck in a time loop. We just figured it out. Holy shit. All these assholes are stuck in a goddamn time loop. 
fuck. Yeah. The movie should but, have but taught us everything. <laughs> that's the difference here. Like in, in Groundhog Day, it's presented as like, no, he's got to find a way out of this because it just sucks being here because he's got to go to work. You know, he's got to like the weather's shit. You know, it's just like it. It's treated like immediately like, all right, how is he going to get out of this? Whereas this one, it's like, you know, it's like, man, it's kind of an appealing setting to be in. You know, like, especially for someone like me who like, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but like, I'm so much like him in that, you know, when, when the whole quarantine thing started, I lost my job. I was just like, man, I'm going to restart that Futurama podcast and I'm going to do this <laughs> and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to write my script and all the shit. And then it was just like, I ended up spending half of it, like, you know, obviously looking for jobs, but the other half just sitting on our discord and then playing video games. And I feel like, you know, that's, that's Niles. Like if there was a, you know, if there was a fucking Xbox there, he'd probably be playing that most of the days, you know, it's just like. I would just go, I, I, I mean, yeah. given, you know, I, I this mean, like it, 40 it, year time loop thing, I'd probably just like learn how to speed run some games and just like that day log in and be like, join the speed running community and be like, Hey, is this good? <laughs> just like yeah. annihilate well, some classic ultra hard video game. And just be, and like, that's, what the, and that's fuck? the thing with Sarah, <laughs> like with Sarah in the movie, why it's good having her is that eventually, you know, with her, it's not this perfect day that, you know, she got to like this day with no responsibilities or anything to hang out. in. she's, you know, she's stuck in a day she doesn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a motivation for her to find a way out. And I feel like like that would be my wife. She'd do the whole like let's let's fucking steal a plane, let's fuck around, let's do all this stuff in the beginning, and then she'd be bored of it pretty quick, and then would be like, all right, I'm going to dedicate myself to finding a way out, you know. Yeah. And you know, you think about like Bill Murray learning to play the piano in Groundhog Day, where it's like, all right, yeah, I'd do that, you know. It's like I'd tell myself like, yeah, I'll learn Japanese, and I'd learn like five different languages, and it's like I wouldn't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd give up after maybe a week or so. I just, you know. It, it just I I associate with this character so intensely that it's tough not not loving this movie so to speak <laughs> you know and as as someone who's who's prone to you know in relationships to giving big romantic speeches and falling for girls that are exactly like Sarah who are you know super funny and super smart and you know can be kind of fucked up in ways <laughs> you know it 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 connected pretty thoroughly with me and yeah i and i haven't even gotten to the music which like they they don't use the songs you think they would use you know and it's like they they end with a hollow notes song and it's like oh yeah that one okay that works and it's like you probably have never even heard it before you know it's just everything to me about this movie works like literally everything love it and it made me, you know, it's it's just one where it works on so many levels as metaphorically for so many things. And, you know, makes me think about so many things in my life. And, you know, well, I, I think whether I would let that inertia keep me where I am or push it. I, I think the one thing it does, and it's it's something it's sort of like, and I don't think this is nearly as good of a movie or it's probably a bad metaphor, but it's sort of like the movie Hancock, where suddenly, you you know, we have seen this scenario a number of times, you know, where it's like, you know, and you're always immediately go to like the what if, and I feel like this movie explores the more practical, what would I do? How would I be shitty aspects? Mm-hmm. Whereas Groundhog Day yeah. is, you know, like the shittiest things he does mostly are like 
stupid ways to try to kill himself for a while, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and that and like and kind of being an asshole to a couple of people that are probably kind of assholes too. But you know, like he never like goes real dark. I don't feel like in, in Groundhog Day. Oh you know? no, and and, no, and, and I like, mean they he, have the one scene where he steals the truck, but right. that's about it. You know, and like I said, it it is pretty much like it is a movie that is like most time travel movies where it's, it's immediately like, you know, it's the pit where it's like, well, how do we escape? And it's like, do you want to like, I mean, mm-hmm. do you want to maybe experience this and have a little fun for, you know, you've been put in an extremely unique scenario like time travel and you know, like you don't want to play with the thing you've always like let your mind go a little wild with. <laughs> and this movie is kind of like, has the look like, at that power fantasy sort of thing. Like, like Hancock, like I said, it's, maybe it's a weird example because that's a weird mixed mm-hmm level of quality movie but like i said it's sort of like he's kind of doing like dumb superhero shit where you're like yeah maybe like i mean if i was maybe mm-hmm. shitty like and i had superhero powers yeah well i mean it, it's I, I haven't seen palm springs but i will be shortly um it it sounds like what this movie does in opposition to the rest of movies in that very specific genre is that uh the rest of the movies have some driving force to get them out mm-hmm like, mm-hmm. you know, Edge of Tomorrow and the Happy Death Day movies, it's always like, I don't want to keep dying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Groundhog yeah, and Day the- is just like, this existence sucks. You know, mm-hmm. I have to get out of this somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and he makes a point to tell her, like, you know, the first time she's going to get them killed. He's like, he's like, it, it hurts to die, just so you know. <laughs> like, you still feel pain. <laughs> like, it's... It still sucks, mm-hmm. and you're going to remember it. You know. Also, like, make it quick because you can, like, you don't want to like spend your last hours in an ICU or something like dying. Slowly. Yeah, he said nothing worse than slowly dying <laughs> yeah. in the ICU. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, did you have any other thoughts on Groundhog Day, or can I? Um, swap? I guess the thing about Groundhog Day <laughs> okay. that I noticed is like the resolution. Okay, I'm going to spoil a you know whatever this 27 year old movie. You know, the resolution is that he has to almost like have in video game terms, the perfect run. Mm-hmm. Like his day is okay. I got to save this guy and I got to do, and I got to help these people and I got to solve this. And it's like, he's got to pile them all on. And you know, it, I mean, it kind of works in terms of that movie because it's like, all right, but it doesn't feel like the altruistic thing that it's supposed to be to me i mean that's that's maybe the one flaw i have with the movie aside from the soundtrack which i think is atrocious but it's an it's a 90s comedy so it's like here's what you're thinking right now dirk-a-dur. you know that's that's 90s comedy soundtracks suck like almost universally they're all fucking terrible but you know that one is just like oh no he's confused he's walking down the stairs in the in the bed and breakfast oh no this is zany you know like that sort of <laughs> shit but aside from that it's just like the resolution is a his like the whole thing with Andy McDowell is always a little weird. I'm glad that it goes where it does as far as like him trying a dozen different things. And, you know, there's just that montage of him getting slapped, which, you know, is good in that it's like, Hey, pick up artist douchebags from 15 years ago. Watch this because that's probably, you know, it's like, there's not some magic key that unlocks her sleeping with him, you know? And it's like, I like that it presents it that way where it's like, okay, it doesn't matter how many things you're able to figure out and tell her you're not, it's not happening, you know? And then once he moves past that, then it becomes more about, okay, being a better person, so to speak. But it's also more like, all right, well, you know, figure out this, you know, your perfect run through this day. And that's like, that's what unlocks it. But it just kind of like, I don't know. It like, it, it doesn't entirely work for me. I like that he has the almost perfect run. 
And then, as we all do in video games, the next two or three runs are just, like, skipping over, you know, just, like, get to the end of this and and Mm -hmm. rushing through it and fucking it up. And then you're just like, man, it's going to be cold. It's going to be great. It's going to last you the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I like Groundhog Day because, I, I mean, I mostly like... I like more movies than I don't like movies. I mean, that's the, that's mm. the secret about me. I think really, if, if I or I just choose not to watch the ones I know are not going to appeal to me like at mm. all. Um, but like, I'm fine with like romantic comedies, even though it's a it's a it's a formula. And the secret is is like Groundhog Day is just a romantic comedy. He's a guy that the lady needs to reform. It's just the lady is aided by time <laughs> loop. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's still like the flawed man you know, lady formula. It's just like, they were like, well, if we throw this sci-fi element into it and it's got Bill Murray and maybe he's a little wacky, it's like perfect sci-fi, you know, romantic comedy. And it, yeah, spoilers. It is. I mean, it's, it's the Jerry Maguire formula. It's like the, we're going to appeal sports and also ladies, you know, it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's how you make these like, you know, box office gold, like rom-coms, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, like Groundhog Day, obviously not having seen it yet, it has a lot to live up to. And, you know, that's still a five-star movie. I mean, that is like, it's a classic comedy for a reason mm-hmm. because the shit's funny. You know, like Ned Ryerson is, you know, just like the scene where he just finally gives up and fucking knocks him out. <laughs> yeah. is just so good, yeah. you know? And it's like, and, and the way I could sell Palm Springs to people is <laughs> if the whole movie was the run where he just fucking knocks out Ned Ryerson, that's kind of like how Palm Springs treats the time loop thing is mm-hmm. you you've already met the guy who's at that point where he's just like, all right, just fuck this guy. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on with this day. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's great. It's, I hope I still feel this way in like, you know, a year and it's not just like this recency thing of me going, holy shit. And, you know, and just being coming out of the situation that I did with, the I was going to say, nothing's going to change in a year. <laughs> it's, you're yeah. just going to keep watching it and everything's going to be the same. You're going to be like, wow, this is great. Yeah. But, but, but I just, I love the idea of the time loop movie where it's like, you know, what would you do in this situation? You know, like, like think about which day would you relive forever? You know, like, like, cause Bill Murray, he talks about the one where he's like at the, he's on an Island eating lobster on the beach with this beautiful girl. And he's like, why couldn't it be that day? You know? And it's, you know, would you, would you relive that day? Would you pick a day where something went horribly wrong and you could have stopped it? You know, like all these sorts of things. I mean, I, my, come up. my brain goes stupidly immediately logical and I'm like, mm-hmm. pick a day when I was in New York City because I'm like immediately like trying to There's zomb- a million things. Well, to yeah, do. I'm like trying to zombie game this already. I'm like, well, you know, mm-hmm. like you got to get to the Costco and roll the doors down and you got all the food and all the shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm immediately like be the place where there's the most to do, like be in London, mm-hmm. be in New York, be in Tokyo. Like these are easy things like, you know, Vegas. you don't want to get, yeah, you don't wanna get stuck in fucking like, you know, like Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sacramento. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Sacramento but, oh, wouldn't be the worst. Okay, uh, how about like uh, Dayton, Ohio? I'm sorry, like well, yeah, shitty yeah. little burgs. How about like, Oxitani, yes, Pennsylvania? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but also just one last thing: the wedding. They nail so many crappy things about weddings with that wedding. Like like there are so many little touches in there, and like as someone who had to give a speech, he didn't realize he had to give at my sister's wedding. Um, I can very much feel for the point where she has to give a speech and doesn't realize she has to give a speech. Um, 
Yeah, and then like the bridesmaid speech, the one that's just like talking about oh the definition of love in the in the Webster's dictionary dic- yeah. in the Webster's dictionary, you're just like oh my god, this is every fucking terrible, unfunny god, what, speech ever. What movie did I just recently rewatch where they literally called that out, talking about like debate shit? Oh fuck, god, uh, it's like a classic movie that I just rewatched, and it's like I just I don't know fucking gone. Like they literally yeah. like someone does that and it's just like, oh, come on. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, th- this just made me realize that like some of my favorite movies of all time are actually romantic comedies almost, uh, you know, like this and out of sight are very much about, you know, funny, cool people who probably shouldn't end up together, you know, it, and yeah, but this also captures that whole feeling of like when you first started dating someone and like the entire rest of the world kind of like just is gone. Like all you care about is that person. I think the middle of this movie captures that in a very profound way. And it's hundred percent. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Five stars would recommend to anyone. For once I solved my own mystery. It's actually a community episode when they have the debate team thing. Mm-hmm. Like someone starts that is like Webster's defines. They're like, everyone's like, Burr! <laughs> yeah. Nice. You can't start a debate with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of, yeah. like, okay, I have a weird double pivot, uh, a double segue, okay. if you will. Uh, speaking of Dan Harmon and time loop things, I put picked a random thing out of the newly released Peacock app, which I still am going to laugh and snicker every time I say. But the uh-huh. new NBC, whatever, universal mm-hmm. thing, I picked a random ass movie out of there because I was like, I'm not paying for this yet until I know more, you know, sample it a little bit more. And I want to see how the ads disrupt a movie. And I got to say really well, all the ads are front loaded and then movie plays uninterrupted. I, I do believe is that's my the experience. method. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's smart. Um, but I watched that, uh, documentary, the back in time, back in time, the, back the back time. to the future documentary thing when it was in vogue to do a deep dive documentary on a series. Mm-hmm. I still need to watch the empire of dreams one, the star Wars one. I strangely have not watched that one, but it's like three hours long. <laughs> and so it's always like been that, like I really want to watch this, but damn, <laughs> I am um, not aware of this documentary. So, okay. Well, it is on Peacock. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, it is floated around. I think maybe I popped in, maybe I saw it on Hulu in the past, but uh, I it's, they kind of got together. Like it's one of those deep dive, you know, single subject documentary things where like they got pretty much the entire band. Like, I mean, we're like Michael J. Fox, Spielberg, Zemeckis, everybody like mm-hmm. is interviewed in this and, and like now, like, you know, so like yeah. whoever did this, like had some kind of in, or it was produced by universal like maybe they were thinking it was going to be like in some anniversary set thing. And then there was like, it's actually, maybe we can make a whole movie out of it. You know, I almost feel like maybe they were going to like tack it into the 2015, you know, 30th anniversary thing or something. But, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's a feature length documentary about the Back to the Future trilogy. Now, what makes me think perhaps not is because they get a little wacky with some of the interviews, and you know, it's sort of like the um, God, what was the last, in search of the last action heroes, where it's like some people are just being kind of negative, and it's like I don't think they necessarily know what they're talking about. And case in mm-hmm. point is Dan Harmon kind of comes across as even more of an asshole as he can sometimes. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, sometimes I really like what Dan Harmon produces, but sometimes he can be a fucking asshole. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because that he, is just, documented. <laughs> he was just like, oh yeah, Back to the Future is a fucking perfect movie, but everyone knows two and three suck. And it's just like, I, no, no, I don't sir. think everyone agrees with that. In fact, actually, I think most people say it's 
you know, arguably, yes, what is a damn near perfect movie? I think, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, maybe, you know, Zemeckis basically comes in and he's like, no, there's some shots that are out of focus and stuff. It's not perfect. <laughs> like, you know, I just, like, Zemeckis is so fucking dry and droll. He's kind of hilarious, like, how just nonchalant he is about his career. But, um, yeah, but he's like, no, the screenplay. Well, when you like, make Beowulf, you know, it's. <laughs> well, no, he, he was poking fun at his own like career and just not taking himself too seriously like uh-huh. but he was like no I, I will agree the screenplay is a masterpiece and that's why we you know that's why i like it and why we made it and why we made two more and said no more but yeah but they get mm-hmm. you know they get some pretty good interviews and then they've got the like I, I i feel like i need to come up with a new term that's semi-derogatory and not but not too derogatory like i'm 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 almost like want to like make some kind of Klingon slash con like Klingon thing like portmanteau, but I just don't think it works. There are certain people that are just like the the con hangers on otters, like the people. It's like, hey, I played this role in the thing, and it's not that big, but I'm going to be in way too much of this documentary because I'm easy to get. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, know? yeah okay. you know, where it's just like that. Uh, just the level of like, I you know, it's cool that they got you, but. <laughs> you're not that integral to the whole thing. Like, yeah. Maybe step back and you know yeah. you just kind of get annoying. So because they they had like way too much of the dude who played like Mayor Goldie Wilson and the first Jennifer. <laughs> you know, like, like not the Elizabeth Shue Jennifer. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would be interested to hear from the the first Jennifer because she has a story to tell about not being in two and three. Again, I, what nothing... is the story about not being in two and three? Um, I don't think they they actually didn't really get into that because I I don't think they wanted to get into like the you know like why was Chrisman Glover back not back because he's fucking crazy but <laughs> like I mean I don't mm-hmm. think they wanted to get in like that it's it's a generally pretty nice documentary like okay. it's that's why I'm like ninety eight percent of it is see, it feels like it would have been like Universal approved and then like the rest of it was like yeah all right they can pff, Dan Harmon that fat fuck can say what he wants about <laughs> our movies we they made a shitload mm-hmm. of money <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> Again, all respect. Yeah, fellow fat fuck right here. <laughs> how did how did Monster House do, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's yeah. So I'm just saying, if if I'm not a, like some giant Back to the Future nerd, but I was like, this interests me enough to give it a try. And so mm-hmm. they had a whole section on the people that collect DeLoreans and restore them and try to turn them into. You know, it's like they kind of cover them into time machines. They kind of cover like different <laughs> sections care. of the fandom and stuff. It's like it's actually fairly interesting. Like no, it never lingers on any one thing too long to be like, all right, move it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just never gets to that like annoying level. It's like, all right, don't care about this. Yeah, but it's it's cute ish. I'm just saying, like it's apparently maybe you didn't don't know about it. And I'm telling you that there is a documentary called Back in Time. On that's did they on, talk to Billy Zane? Uh, they didn't just show some of the footage of him, but no, they did not talk to Billy Zane. Man, yeah, I mean, I'm saying like they got the principal dude. Actually, they didn't get Biff, and which is weird because like Biff is like the dude is like everywhere. Like Back to the Future, I'm there. You know, <laughs> yeah, really? Biff is the guy if, all over the ride. Yeah, like he was like yeah. him and Christopher oh, yeah. Lloyd were like the only two people I think they got from to do all the Back. That was to the just Future him ride. and Doc. Like Marty was yeah. for the longest time. Michael J. Fox was Christopher not Lloyd acknowledging Back to the Future in any way. I said Christopher Lloyd and Biff were the only two people on the ride. Oh, okay. <laughs> do they um do they acknowledge the ride? Uh, no. They did talk about the the having the DeLoreans in the theme park and like how they used to just sit out in the sun and there's yeah, a whole section. They about, just deteriorated and died. Well, they got they they basically found the guy who put together the best fan one ever, uh-huh. and were like, "We will let you restore this," and they. They did. They like let him in a team. Like, and so now it's like in this indoor plexiglass museum okay. thing. Because uh, yes. I remember there was a decrepit field mm-hmm. at Universal Studios where it was like the train 
and well, one of the Ghostbusters ectomobiles and the DeLorean just fucking yes. rotting. They they do talk about that because they said like you know it used to be like oh here's like the walk up cars were like a mass jeep and the you know mm-hmm, the DeLorean mm-hmm. and stuff and they were like it wasn't protected so people were just plucking parts off of it. Yeah, literally. And then so like and then it like just moved out to like where it's like, you know, hey, there's the Golden Girls houses and some cars across the lake just <laughs> rotting in the sun, you know, like on the Universal tram ride. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, this is one of the most iconic like movie prop cars in, in history. Yeah. And it's just fucking sitting here. Yeah. But yeah, like they have the guy that like, like, like the only person that's like the only like DeLorean that's like actually screen used. Let's outside like Universal hands, like the guy that has like one of the like camera used back to the future three ones with the big like chevrolet tires on it <laughs> yeah from like that era oh, yeah. the big white walls yeah yeah so but yeah like i said it's it's a it's an interesting ish documentary i'm not gonna say it's like a classic it's how long is it 90 minutes it's, 90 yeah it's not but I, like i said i was impressed like like how many people they got like i was like oh shit there's michael j fox in his house and he apparently lives on a busy street, which I'm like, shouldn't you live like somewhere behind the gate away from that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I just like, he had like a window with like cars going by and then a car alarm goes off in like one of the outtakes, <laughs> you know? But, yeah. Bizarre. But, yeah. It's just funny to think about that and think about like the early days of DVD and like universal movies. Like I remember psycho had like a 90 minute documentary mm-hmm. on it, you yeah. know, like jaws that the Lorenzo to yeah. whatever his name is like a whole 90 minute documentary. Like, Fucking 1941 has like a two hour documentary. Oh yeah. There's some movies that are just total bullshit that have like these huge like, and that that is one thing I do miss uh, about, you know, that era is having like electronic press kits for crap movies where they're just like, Oh man, you're not going to believe what you're going to see. You know? And it's like eraser coming 1996. (laughs) It's like, no, sorry. Behind the special effects of meet the Deedles. Yeah. Yeah. There there was a two, two disc set for that fucking movie duets. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck do you have to put on another fucking disc for fucking duets? Wait, is that the one with Huey Lewis? Yeah. Yes. Coincidentally? <laughs> Who they interview yeah. for this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, did they? Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> How's he, he doing? I heard he's going deaf. I didn't hear anything about that. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. They didn't discuss that. I don't like they didn't. Okay. I mean, they talked about Michael J. Fox's Parkinson's because it was mm-hmm. part of it. It was like there's a fan community that like does, you know, there's like a Fox foundation, you know, mm-hmm, research mm-hmm. Uh, thing. And there's a segment of the community that like, you know, like this couple built a DeLorean takes it around for charity shit, basically. Yeah. I, t- <laughs> but, I yeah. took a picture in that at, yeah. at Megacon and yeah. so th- you, you pay them like 10 bucks and that's mm-hmm. a donation to the foundation. Yeah. Well, they're, they're in this documentary. So <laughs> yeah, there Good. you go. Good for them. Yeah. 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 I, I might, I might have to watch that. Is Peacock free? What's the deal with it? There's yes. a free level with ads. Then there is like a premium level, which unlocks some additional shows and movies. Like there's a little symbol for things that require the $5 subscription. And there's a $10 subscription. That's that stuff. Plus no ads, except yes. for unless you click. So I guess we'll go and talk about Peacock for a second. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about Peacock. Okay. So let's get it out of the way. Was like, okay. So first off, like, yes, it's kind of like we ported everything that was on Hulu and plus a little bit more over to this. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting is like, and this is strange because in this world of like Spotify and Netflix, where it's just like, what do I want to watch and watch all of in sequential order? You know, that like this suddenly seems like a neat feature, but they have these, there's a few like random channels that are just rotating streams of whatever. And in the case of like Saturday Night Live, they just have one that's just clips, random clips from all eras at any, like there's no theme. Like they did replay the 40th anniversary special today in the 
middle of like those and I changed the channel. But um, yeah, that so was discover that there's also a Bob Ross channel. So if you're ever feeling stressed, just anytime you need mm -hmm, instant mm -hmm. Bob Ross from some period, there it is. Yeah, but I yeah, like it. it's it's nice that you could just click these channels and it's just like. Yeah, just it's just a live stream of, you know, yeah, whatever. There's an office channel because of course mm -hmm. there is and yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's even one that's just like office snippets. It's not even like full episodes. I think mean, there's one that's just like here's classic bits from the office. Here's a funny bit that you yeah. can probably watch on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, look, so, Jim looked at the camera. <laughs> I mean, obviously the entire series is there too to watch, you know, but I'm saying like I I I appreciate so, that feature of just like yeah, stream these fucking channels where it's semi-curated, you know? <laughs> yeah. So obviously NBC stuff is there. Is it like universal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's Movies like are concerts. the ones like, so So basically all those are going to disappear from the other Who knows? platforms, they, right? There's not, they've been real cagey about that. There's really not a lot of universal content out there on other places. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's strange because we were just talking about Palm Springs, but like, honestly, like what's the future of Hulu? Like at this point, it's like it's almost all Disney content. I mean, other networks are on there, but it's like it's almost wholly Disney owned. And it's like, at what point do they just say fuck this and pivot? Well, to Disney Plus what it should be yeah. is a bunch of basic cable channels, mm -hmm. obviously like Discovery Channel and all that stuff, because that's where that is. But that's where that's where Disney's like Touchstone movies and that stuff should go, right. because they mm -hmm. can't put like you know Down and Out in Beverly Hills on Disney Plus because it has swears. You know True. that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm fine but, if they if they want to keep that. Like, here's the you know whatever goes section. You know, because I mean, Palm Springs is like Groundhog fucking day. Because it's like you know it's Groundhog Day is pretty tame, and it's like you know. yeah, yeah. They they're I mean, there's no nudity in it, but they kind of bridge every other uh, mm -hmm. every other barrier gets broken through at some point. Yeah. In that so movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, if that's what they want to do, Hulu's like the you want to dance? Like, here's where you go for the adult shit. Hulu, yeah. bitches. <laughs> Disney after dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I scrolled through a bunch of, of Peacock stuff last night. Like, the TV show content is weird because there's a bunch of CBS shows in there and a bunch of Fox shows in there, and I'm like, what is this? Um, I think there was, like, that weird time when it was, like, per, you know, before we had just mega conglomerates, it was like Universal would produce a show, but it would then sure. be shown on CBS. And then it was like, no, now NBC is Universal. So it's yeah. like back in the old days, it's like, that's why like Star Trek's always been such a weird thing. It's like, is it CBS? Is it Paramount? Right. Which is not CBS? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but then like, so once again, I, I, I built myself up to massive disappointment because I was like, oh, They've got access to the Universal Library. This is going to be great. All the Universal nope. movies will be available, and, and of course they aren't. But there is a good selection of stuff, like all the Universal Monster stuff is there, which I figured they would hold off because they keep selling those sets, like Gangbusters, the all the Dracula and Frankenstein stuff. Mm. Um, but then, like that, their movie section is padded out with every fucking Asylum movie. And because, like, the Asylum gamed the Netflix algorithm early on, all the movies start, like, with numbers or A. So when you start scrolling through the movie list, it is just oh. 900 Asylum movies. And it's just like, man, mm. this movie section sucks. Like, I let me out of this video store. <laughs> yeah. This video store is garbage. Uh, it definitely needs some work. I mean, it's the app is clunky. Like, I, I, you know, I have not sampled it on multiple devices, but I was trying it on Apple TV. And, like, when you go to the TV or movie section, you have to scroll through like Netflix, like a thousand different weird categories that don't necessarily make sense. But down at the bottom, when you get to like the all list, you think with the Apple interface, you just start scrolling and it's going to scroll infinitely through A to Z. No, it's like it goes to like 
a, a cache number of, I, I didn't count it, but I'm guessing like 50 or whatever the Apple default is. And to get to the real actual view all, you actually have to go to the left and there's a little thing that sort of semi-hidden that pops up that says view all. And that's when you get mm-hmm. the like, show me all the movies or shows. Because I was like, does your A to Z literally stop at Cheers for television? Because that's where it was. <laughs> like, and I was like, I know you have they one more show. The, yeah. the uploader, he, was just, he ran it, he fell asleep. He couldn't yeah. get everything else on. Yeah. He's just like, Cheers, yeah. that's it. I, I can't. No so more. I'm not, I'm well, not, they knew they'd have to go to Cosby show next. So they're like, nope, cut it off right there. That's, I don't think that's going to be anywhere. Probably not going to be on there, no. <laughs> Yeah. Probably not the mysteries either. <laughs> um, I, I I will say just public service announcement: if you if you have Comcast or Xfinity internet, uh, the internet you get... doesn't work. The internet doesn't work. You have to have TV service. Ask me how I know. <laughs> no, okay. I already tried to link that. I tried to do the. I only have internet, and it, right. it was like you don't. You can't get Peacock. Oh, it didn't. Okay, I no, must. I think I you, must have, have a... you must have some TV. Service. I must have like a five channel bundle yeah. or some shit. But do you have the HBO? bundle like no I, I i must have no. just the most basic thing um yeah. but so like it's I just it's up. I don't know. like the limited tier is free for everybody with ads and then there's a there's a premium tier with ads uh which is everything with commercials mm-hmm. you can get that for free if you've got comcast the whatever package you have to have but then mm-hmm. there's like a five slash ten dollar package which is everything on there minus commercials mm-hmm. so you may not have to pay 10 you may only have to pay five depending on if you have yeah, no, yeah. You're, and I think maybe Cox too. Some, I think that was an, an option when it went to let me link it. So, oh yeah, there is. Yeah, your, your mileage may vary, one. so you know. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're not shilling or anything. Just that's what no, it is. Just, it's the next. It, it content, feels it's, it's weird because it feels more thing. broken than like HBO Max did, and it feels like everyone lost their shit on that. I mean, I, I get that it's not on Roku or Fire devices. You know that I don't know whose fault that is. To be honest with you, like I don't. Don't it's know somebody's because yeah. that's a pretty big fuck up. Oh yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and this this is too. I mean, this, this is also not on those the same two devices. Which right, the, you know, yeah. like when it was just HBO Max, everyone was like, "What the fuck, HBO? What are you doing?" Now it's like, okay, maybe it's Roku and Amazon. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. like in a similar vein, like Jen wanted to watch Greyhound mm-hmm. uh, on Apple Plus, and the we don't have an Apple TV, and we couldn't cast it from the phone. To, uh, we have an Android TV, we have a NVIDIA Shield. Mm-hmm. Couldn't cast it to that. Had to go on her Mac and stream it from their fucking website because she did not. She hasn't upgraded to Catalina yet. Yeah. Catalina has an Apple TV app that you can watch it on. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, fuck you, you're not watching this unless it's on an Apple device somehow. Well, and a lot that of seems TVs, like a big no. A lot of TVs are now getting an Apple TV Plus app, the smart TVs, and yeah, actually, really? Shield probably well, actually has it too. No, it they, does they, not. no, I'm saying they've divorced it from like <laughs> the Apple devices because like Samsung's and LG's now like have it in mm. their app store, which I I have an well, LG TV. I'll, and I have I'll a, look again, but yeah. it was not there on Friday, and we tried to download a browser to run it. And sure, oh, I'm not it saying no it's dice. not like a weird walled garden, you know. But yeah. that's yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like, but that's the one I could accept, you know, because yeah. it's like Apple. You're watching this on our fucking device, mm-hmm. but like the other stuff not being on Roku is insane. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's no, nobody's fessing up to why it's not there. And like I said, with this now being the second major streaming thing that's not on those two specific devices, makes you go like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, I mean, I start speculating like, "Okay, is Amazon buying Roku?" And that's why it's like some weird joint decision, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a little weird for those two what seemingly disparate things not not I, these apps i saw some reporting today saying something about how either the the two apps that aren't on it or 
Amazon and, and Roku don't want those on there so that it doesn't fuck up their algorithm and mm-hmm. keeps them walled in to like the Amazon marketplace, that kind of thing. Because if they're using Amazon to watch this other thing, they can't necessarily mine that data. Sure. Who knows? Yeah, because I mean, I believe I believe Roku's actually sells uh, episodes and movies like in their store, which they do. Yeah. God love you if you're giving them money, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think they participate with movies anywhere, and that's like, yeah, Yeah, that's awfully risky to like go with such a weird marketplace when there's giant ones that aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm -hmm. That also linked to a service that hopefully isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, if it doesn't have the movies anywhere icon, I yeah. I voodoo. That's the only place I buy anything anymore yeah, that and I, doesn't just, have that. I've made because voodoo is pretty much on every device. Yeah. That's and who knows when that dies? You know, ultraviolet died. So yeah. well, voodoo I may just have got been, sold. I'm, so I may have backed yeah. the wrong horse, but I mean, I'm, I'm doing my thing is Paramount and MGM things are in Apple. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just like, but like I said, yeah, I don't. I'd say I Apple's a decent horse to back. <laughs> yeah, they might be okay. Well, yeah, they I mean, may, I'm just saying, they might like, ride this out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean there's a lot of anti Apple people like you just say that and they're like Rrr! I'm like okay simmer, yeah whatever simmer your haters <laughs> simmer your tits that's, Bill my, haters. That's, that's my new phrase simmer your tits <laughs> it's not calm it's just just yeah. lower it a little bit I can yeah, accept yeah. some level of anger simmer. towards Apple just simmer, simmer thine simmer teats yeah. <laughs> um, alright well while we're talking about dumb shit that's on streaming things I guess I'll talk about something else okay um, okay. okay I I need to preface this with a lot, <laughs> but I, I have to, I, I'm going to first, before I say a word, because I, I know I'm going to pair it and, and then build off of, but I have to give uh, credit where credit is due that I was directed to, to give this a, a try by now co-host of the slash film cast, Jeff Kanata. He's been lots of places, but he's kind of like mm-hmm. my, my, my reviewer soulmate, if that's a thing, you know, like the person you most identify with, like if he likes a thing, yeah. 90% of the time, I'm going to like it too. Sure. Um, and it, I t- saw this and was like, yeah, no. And then his impassioned uh, explanation of the show made me have to watch it. And that is floor is lava. The new thing that is, you've probably seen show up on. I tried watching it, man. Okay. Well, I I, Go I, I cannot possibly describe this show any better than he did. And and again, I'm going to try to have my own thoughts in a moment, but he described this as quantum television. <laughs> that it is simultaneously the best thing and the worst thing that could possibly be on a television. And and his explanation is brilliant and I think you should go listen to him rant about it because I, I, I still don't know if he likes it that's the that's the wonderful thing about him talking about the show, but he was so impassioned about it that I, I had to give it a try and I watched the whole fucking season because I'm I'm sick and I'm quarantined and whatever. You are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you don't know, I mean, you should know just from the title. It is, it is grown up. The floor is lava, uh, except like imagine constructing a dumb wipeout set. Yeah. With, basically making an obstacle course, making an obstacle course over some red liquid that that's kind of the, the thing that is like simultaneously makes this the best and the worst is like, they actually treat the floor like it's lava, including at the time, everyone reacting like the person has just fallen into lava and died horrifically, and all the contestants, they're obviously instructed to act like your friend or family member has just fallen into lava, yeah. and then, except that they're yeah, magically like, fine yeah. by the end, and then... Like, you know. we gotta beat this for Paul Walker type stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's what makes it... Like, I, I, I am one of the most staunch anti-reality show people of all time, and like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wholly agree with the quantum television, because... 
at its core, this is such an amazing thing. People around the world, it is such a simple thing. It's like tag. It's like, I know how this is played. The floor is lava, right? And it's like, don't touch the floor. And it's so simple. And you didn't have to reality show everything up to 11, but they do. And, yeah. and it's, it's like kind of almost parody like level it's so intense and also like i can't tell if it's if it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna reality show this the fuck up and therefore it'll make it funny or yeah, if it's like let, you know netflix is like it's just their level of like this is the best we can do <laughs> like, like who is the host uh he they act like it's a guy like it's an honor to meet him i've never heard of him I know. in my life that that bothered the hell out of me because they're like the big prize if you win I, is you get to meet me i know and it's his like, name now because i've watched you? i've watched 10 episodes his name is rutledge wood <laughs> but they, who the fuck is rutledge wood <laughs> i'm just telling you that is his name but i am agreeing with you that i know they, that i'm they asking act, who they, is he he's the host of flores lava is all i know <laughs> <laughs> but they act like I mean, uh, maybe they're prepping for the future like by season three okay. it's going to mean something like yeah. you know like meeting jeff corwin or whatever, like. all right he's, so, a, so, he's a nascar racing analyst okay okay sure but it, my problem I, I we watched jen and i watched the first contestants of the first episode okay. and we turned it off sure because like they do the contestants get better because that family so, with the two twins i was like Fuck these people forever. Some of them are amazing, and Fuck some of them Rutledge are the Wood worst. or whatever his name is. <laughs> some of them. I know you're gonna hate it because like he has not just puns, but like god awful turbo dad puns. <laughs> like it's it's. You like, know what? I could handle that, but it was something about like it. It was weird. Like the editing drove me crazy for one, and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those things. Like the problem with Netflix shows sometimes is a commercial break. You need a commercial break. You need mm-hmm. that that hard division where it's like all right i can go back and get a beer now sure. i can pause it and i can come back you know i can fast forward the commercial whatever like but when it's just like going through all the way mm-hmm. it, there's something about it that doesn't work for me as well as the, the editing of that yeah. show felt like it took those people 10 minutes to get through the thing mm-hmm. and it feels like they edited it down to three minutes Mm-hmm. And then stretched it back out to ten minutes from those three minutes that they took out. Like that's, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the editing, just like it was just like, man. I, I will tell you that mom is probably one of the worst people on that show. Like the kids were fine-ish. Why, why start the first episode with them then? I don't know. Like, but, but like I, it bring out your fucking big gut. Like, it bring out the people you're gonna like. Man, I'm rooting for these people. I love these people. Those people, I was like, I hope the I hope that's actual lava. The, I hope they fall in the it. Flight and the flight attendants episode should have been the fucking first one. melt. The one with the the flight attendants. Well, I, it was flight attendants, and they actually didn't win because unfortunately it was like the party bros or some shit. Because it was like, mm-hmm. um, but like that was that should have been the first episode. Like that's the hook episode <laughs> mm-hmm. to me. And I will tell you, like it, since there is no continuity to the show whatsoever, look in the description and find the one where it describes the Boston Boys as playing because okay. you will enjoy watching them get destroyed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm just saying like that will make or break yeah. the show for you and <laughs> other people. I would say the flight attendants because, yeah, because they, they like, 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 okay. So I, I, I don't know his full, you know, his stature. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know her full statue because I believe he's a drag queen. And so, they, but I don't know like exactly. He said, basically I don't, I hadn't done it for a while. And I only started recently doing it, but I believe his teammates were saying her. So that, that's my caveat of I don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm saying one of their contestants was a flight attendant named uh, Chicklet. Yeah, Chicklet. Um, yes. Okay. And, 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 and she, I'm going to go with she, was amazing. 
Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Check so, but I'm saying like, it's again, it's simultaneously the best and the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it, it, that's Jeff got out his description of it. Like I said, skip, I, I so, believe it's the, the one where yeah, the chat is also saying, um, go to the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, but yeah, but they, like, the only thing that changed choice that was to yeah. lead with that family is beyond me. I feel like it's just I was the, just like repulsed by those people. I, I feel like honestly, I feel like it's the, it's just the order they brought these people in. To be honest with you, I really feel like that's the so they the, didn't even try hard enough to like let's edit these together into like. Honestly, no. I mean, because like the only thing that changes and I, like it, it startled me the first time because they didn't make any big deal about it is it's almost always three teams of three are going to do this obstacle course mm-hmm. and and it, and it changes rooms or whatever. Uh, even though it's it's like the same room redecorated all the different yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. But um, then like suddenly it was like two teams of three. I was like, is this like finals? Like what what's happening? <laughs> like and they were describing it as like something something level two, and I was like. What the fuck? Like you didn't exp- and then they didn't explain it. They're like, "Well, here we go." And I'm like, "I don't what happened? Why is there only two? <laughs> this seems like statistically much easier to win now." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, but um yeah. Uh it, well, there was nothing different. And then they did one where it's just uh like three teams of two people. So, again, hmm. which is like I think I don't think Gotta anyone with the format. I don't man. think anyone won that. <laughs> like I think maybe like one person crossed that whole like it it really showed that their formula needs three people for it to work cuz like the way their shit is laid out. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I, I can't defend it. I'm just saying I watched it all and I'm not <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Why? Who cares? It's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I watched Palm Springs four times yeah. in like four days. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I can't blame you. Yeah. But uh, just like I said, prop, uh, credit where credit's due. Listen to the slash film cast. The one where they're, it's the primary topic is they're going to talk about Hamilton, but it's, they started with like, what did we watch? Oh, Hamilton. Yeah. But, but it's like, it's like a 30 something minute mark. They <laughs> start talking about what they've been watching and he goes and mm-hmm. his floor is lava tirade, which yeah. is worth listening to. All right. So I, I might have to listen to it, but yeah. So you still can't even tell if he liked it or hated it. Exactly. I, I honestly think he only Did watched you one like episode. it or hate it? I don't know. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> no, I. All right. Here's the dumb thing. I. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple episodes where I was getting into it. Like I was rooting. <laughs> like. Okay. I, like I haven't felt that emotion in so long because I've given, <laughs> given up on giving a shit about sports. That it was like, am, am I rooting for this person right now? <laughs> like, is that what's happening? Because well, I, and were you also like, you can make that jump? Yeah. What the fuck? Just well, make the jump. Well, I think like especially in this flight attendants one because I was you know like they were the only ones that came in and were like. If we win, we're take because it's only like ten thousand dollars. It's like it's not a lot of money. <laughs> like it's only ten thousand dollars to win this crazy obstacle course. But they're like, we're giving it to this charity. There's a like flight attendant charity for you know people that get hurt or whatever. And I was like, first ones that were like, I was like, you need to fucking win like immediately. Like I was like, I'm hundred percent on board with you. The only people that came in were like charity. Everyone else was like, yeah, we're gonna fucking do yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Ibiza. I'm gonna fig- fix up my RV like somebody had that. <laughs> Put but it in now, a like, pool. Yeah, like no, there's there's some really good teams, like comedy wise. Like there's a there's one team. Like if I say the name, like it's simultaneously awful, but they're also pretty funny. But like they, they were the Alpha Beta Fish. <laughs> like they they met in college and they weren't in a fraternity, so they just made it up, picked their own dumb mm. little thing. So yeah, but okay. yeah, I'm saying there's some pretty funny dudes in there, and and ladies. But <laughs> I, I I will I, I hate that I, will I try actually, to give the second episode a shot. Then and the thing is, like every once in a while, it will shock you because like one set of contestants came on and I was like fuck you into oblivion and it was just it was three like social i think they were called like the social media babes or something like that and it was just like three instagram girls and i was like fuck you into oblivion and then like die in the lava what are they because like they're all like four four you know five four or whatever you know like petite little things and then like when they started like doing well in the course i was like 
fucking go girl <laughs> i had like the weirdest pivot like midway through <laughs> it's like you fucking go you little weirdo <laughs> like, you're so skinny <laughs> like, i just had like this weird epiphany where i suddenly started rooting for these like you sound like my grandmother when she was watching tv she's so skinny <laughs> i'm Give just saying they were, they were weirdly petite and yeah <laughs> weirdly petite was that their team name no. <laughs> like they were like like i said they were like the social oh, media right. babes yeah. or something like that but yeah i just lame like i said it's it's a thing i watched it i don't know why <laughs> all right chuck have you watched anything i did talking about um I, I watched a bunch of stuff but i'm not going to talk about any of it uh but okay then i, I will just i will just watch floor is lava no i did not that. no um, I, I mean let me recommend the show for you chuck <laughs> it's not, not sure whether he likes it or doesn't just, just like when it. you're doing the search algorithm it's just floor is lava they floor is la- the, no, the, the. the is not present okay. except in describing the show on the show all the time so okay um i did rewatch copland Mm. Which, uh, Harlow, I know that is the movie that you do not like. Um, I haven't watched it since it came out, but I did not like it at the time. Well, that is a movie that I have always really, really enjoyed. And it just kind of felt like a time to watch some terrible cops get fucking wrecked. Hmm. Um, And so it was a very cathartic film. Uh, it's it's the rare instance where you it, that that entire movie is is like the no man's land scene in Wonder Woman where it's basically just like someone fucking do something and then someone finally does something. Um, that the the cast of that movie is insane. The cast of that movie is fucking insane. Um, yeah, it's it. And everyone is giving the kind of performance you want out of them. Ray Liotta is crazy and Robert De Niro is intense. And I there are two scenes of De Niro's that still just make me laugh like a goddamn idiot because he is just going insane. It's the two famous. Everyone knows exactly what they are. Um, it, it's a good performance from Stallone. I, I fully love and adore Copland. I always have. I always will. Always have. Uh, always will. <laughs> the only problem I have with that movie is that it is the the reshoots in that movie are so pa- painfully obvious because uh, you could tell like it was way later and characters look different and hairstyles are different. And then like there's one scene De Niro shows up in where he has his uh, Jackie Brown mustache instead of the mustache he had in the rest of this movie. And you're like, what? <laughs> so... Wow. It's it's kind of a sloppy film in that regard, and it's kind of sad that they the things that you know they reshot were things that they just didn't have when they were editing, and that's kind of a bummer because they seem pretty important to get the movie from A to B. Um, so just as like a film, it's kind of disappointing, but as like an acting showcase and just like a cathartic like, hey, someone please do the right thing and end this, it's good in that regard. Um, I just, I, I have always adored Copland and I was, I was kind of like, I was like, is this going to feel different in our current climate? Like, is this going to be wrong or bad or like, oh no, my perspective has changed. No, that movie is still about shitty cops who get fucking wrecked. <laughs> so. May I recommend another art house movie that I recently uh, rewatched where one line explains a way that they are shitty cops. And then yeah. two cars drag a safe around a city <laughs> and crush all of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. that would be Fast Five. It's a little yeah. house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It was yeah. a Brazilian movie, I think. Yeah. 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 A little indie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad the guy who made Copling went on to make Logan. Yes. And the Wolverine. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, I mean, he, he did good. That is James Mangold. Copling yes. was. Yep. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I maybe I need to revisit. Super it. early. I think it was like his second movie or yeah, something. Yeah. It was after Heavy. I think. Maybe Heavy I need to revisit it because I mean I love the Three Ten to Yuma remake too. That's another one of his that I don't. think Yeah, and Night and Day is yeah. like one of those movies that's totally slept yeah. on, but it's kind of fucking awesome. Night yeah. and Day is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah should maybe, be. Maybe I should. Yeah. Give, maybe I should give this Copland another try. Yeah. You, maybe my maybe perspectives have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find out there's a director's cut that has like 15 more minutes in it and takes out some of the reshoots, and I'm hmm. kind of super interested in that. I, I thought maybe it was like a, it. a third reshoot time where like De Niro has a different mustache from a different movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He has his king of comedy mustache for some reason. Really weird. Uh, yes. <laughs> so he's just yeah, suddenly I'm... like fat from Raging Bull. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> you yeah. fuck my cup. Or he's suddenly dead from Frankenstein. <laughs> Because, you know, he died for that movie. Oh, really? He's <laughs> yes. a method actor. actor he had himself yeah. killed yeah. and stitched back together so, mm-hmm. he can, so he could growl at Kenneth Branagh's. <laughs> oh, Kenneth Branagh, director of Artemis Fowl. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Dude was ripped uh. in Frankenstein. <laughs> he could cut, like, you know, sushi off of his <laughs> washboard abs. God, the fucker <laughs> was ripped. <laughs> Uh, all right, whatever the weird shit have I been watching? Oh, um, uh, okay. Do we want to talk Kingsman two? Sure, Golden Circle. Sure. Uh, let, let me get one more one more yeah. thing out of the way, and then I just so right. I get, clear the air. We're talking about rewatching and stuff. Uh, I've watched Hamilton one more time and listened to the soundtrack two more times. I just wanted to throw it out there because I feel that we have now possibly been unfair, unfairly marketed as an anti-Hamilton podcast, and <laughs> just to throw it all on me, man. Yeah. Well, BJ was also like, I, I haven't seen it. I don't want to. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Way to take it's a fair. stand. So the last the last thing I'll, I'll say, and like, look, it, this is opening a door that perhaps could be a more in-depth conversation. But I I just say, I wanted to say that I think the, I, I still think that Hamilton is really good. And perhaps replacing Lin-Manuel Miranda I like, like I would I like I, if there was a version of it where I could see the original cast where like he stepped down you know I don't know at what point they started leaving you know the original cast so I don't know if there was like a way you see I mean probably I'm sure there was an understudy day like you know mm-hmm. like I would love to go see that Hamilton just like the first person that took over the role just because I'm curious I, I'm very curious if it was like I don't know if it's like him or like some of the things that were like consciously baked into the character because it's him so like i i actually think there might be a deeper level of like i don't do this well so it but it plays into the character i mean i feel like there's a few few instances of that anyway but what i want to really truly say that's the bigger deeper issue is i think what's super important about hamilton and i think while i'm not mentioning my my love of it or i think the quality of it i think what's super important about it is that it's just it's a it's a vehicle that is opening a door that is like another country club type of thing i mean broadway has long been not a place where people mm-hmm. of color get the the same types of roles as other people and like arthur ash and the williams sisters and tiger woods before them it is like people coming into things that were predominantly dominated and by white people basically and it's like here's a new thing where it's like opening up a 
you know, a, a, a door, so to speak. And like I said, it, it's a little bit different because like sports or something where it's like you can quantifiably say this person is this good at this by because they achieved this score, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and art is super subjective. And I've, I've watched and listened to some things, especially recent commentary by the cast kind of reacting to releasing it now and possible criticisms that were even not thought of maybe a couple years ago. <laughs> and uh, they just said the, the biggest thing they said was like, all they hope that is like this opens the door and, and they all can't wait to see something that makes this look quaint. You know, like that, that this, that this does like look like, yeah, that was silly. <laughs> and here's the real thing that was like really more awesome all along that we were waiting for, you know, and they all kind of said that they were like, you know, there's a day where like, this is just going to look like this quaint thing because right now it's, it's got to ride that fine line. If it's like, you've got to be on Broadway and you've got to be successful in Broadway, which means you can't be just, completely against Broadway. You know, your, your, your show still has to fit that act structure and the musical cues and things that people expect when they go to a Broadway show. It's fine if it, you know, changes something. So that's just mm-hmm. it. I, I just, I feel like, you know, dismissing it completely out of hand is un, unfair to something that's kind of groundbreaking in that way, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad people like it. I'm glad they enjoy the music, you know, not everything is for everybody. And, Obviously, that and Lin Lin Manuel Miranda are not for me, so you know. Hope that <laughs> hope me shitting on it doesn't take away from that for you. I mean, I mean, no, you can, not to me. You can I mean, still I, enjoy it, yeah. But I, I mean, like, I, and other people who who've written us and have been like, sure. "No, you're totally wrong. You forgot the George Washington rapped," and it's like, okay, fine, like, yeah, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I know, and and just like Palm Springs, I know there are people who are just like Andy Samberg. This is bullshit. Fuck mm-hmm. this movie. It's like, well, I'm sorry you don't get to experience that, you know? Yeah. And that's probably, you know, and that's that's the attitude you should take with me. Sorry you don't get to enjoy this. It's this, like, I mean, this is, I'm saying this is, I, I'm i not holding this against you in any way. I'm just coming to the defense so that it doesn't sound like we're all just like Hamilton, you know, like I'm, I'm not of that opinion at all. And Yeah, I know. And I came yeah. on really strong last sure. episode. So. Yeah. And I, and and I, I I guess I probably should have, I should have been prepared for it because it's a, it's a musical. We, we know that you're kryptonite. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we said this, like we've, we've you're scheduled musical episodes when you're not going to be on the podcast. So you're not wrong. Yeah. But no, I was going to say like a more personal thing and it doesn't offend me is it, I, I've said basically the same thing to Mackie when it comes to his disenjoyment of queen, you know, to me, it's like, I enjoy it and it's another thing I can enjoy and I don't, I'm sorry, you can't, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's no. all I can really say. It's like, you know, it, it, it it's more fun to have things you enjoy and it's not fun to have things you don't, don't well, enjoy. That's kind of what the Bamcast is about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's what makes the jukebox play. Is it? It's just Old with the quarantine, say. we've, we've kind of shifted to things that are a sure. little less trashy, I guess. Yeah. And it, it, the last thing I'll say about Hamilton, we can move on for possibly forever unless Chuck watches mm-hmm. it three years from now or whatever. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if the hype, well, I'm just saying, I don't know if the hype's <laughs> going to die. How many times has your wife so. watched it? Oh, uh, 12, like the, yep. the movie version, you mean? It's it's on like for background oh. <laughs> noise all the time now. Yeah, I my I was the last point I was gonna make is like my my song preferences keep shifting like drastically. Like what I which one I like because like to me there's there's several really good songs like George Washington's uh, How to Say Goodbye song in the end, fucking that dude can sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so saying yeah. that that one might I think might be my new personal favorite one. It's, it's good. Anyway, moving on, Kingsman. Anyway. Man, speaking yeah. of kings and Georges and stuff, Kingsman, yeah. right? I don't know. There you go. Segways. Yeah, Kingsman, <laughs> Golden Circle, 
Uh, watched it, what, day after BAMFcast? Because I know we talked about how Jen and I were going to watch it Tuesday night and then uh, just didn't get around to it and had to wait. We watched it Thursday. That one's weird. It's it's a, it's very much like you mentioned, Harlow, where it's kind of like it's more, but it's more of the same, but it's just not as good. And it's it feels like it should have been like the fourth or fifth movie in the series mm-hmm. because they're kind of yes. like it, it's one of those cases where it's like we're gonna blow up the premise, we're just gonna like start over, and it's like you just got there, like, yeah, you, I, you just started, you like, just established your premise. Really wanted yeah. to see more of Lancelot as, as a Kingsman, not like in training, like and when they well, fucking kill her off in the beginning, it's just like what the shit. You yeah, know? and it's it's like I said with like the Bond movies. My complaint about the Craig Bond movies for the first three is like. He goes rogue. He's got to go rogue to get it done. And it's like, no, you've got this awesome agency with all these gadgets. Like, show me Bond actually, like, doing a real mission. And then, of course, they did Spectre, which sucked. And, you know, sometimes you be careful what you ask for. But Spectre's fine. It, it, okay, yeah. It's all, it's, the ending is stupid. But, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in Spectre. But it, overall, it's like, I don't know if that or Quantum of Solace are the least of the Craig movies. But anyway, it's like, it feels like that where I was like, I was like, man, just, just like do a bond movie where he doesn't have to, it's not, it doesn't have to be licensed to kill, you know? And they just wouldn't. And, and this kind of feels like that where it's like, it's almost, I know it's based on a comic, but it feels like when you've got a comic that's been running for a while and then they bring on a new writer and a new art team. And first issue is like, Bam! Blow up the premise. Yeah, you like that guy? He's dead. Get him the fuck out of here. Oh, this guy's the new main main guy. You know, it's like yeah. they. It felt like that, like a reboot issue, but it's the second movie. Like I, I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't think it's a, it's not a comic in terms of like an ongoing thing. I think it, it no. was only ever a graphic novel, and I don't know yeah. if Golden Circle but, started as a graphic novel or movie first. To be honest with you, or maybe uh, it was, I don't know, but yeah. but I mean, but. Using comics as yeah. an analogy, that's what it felt sure. like, is when the new writer takes over and just reboots everything just because they're like, I don't know how to deal with that. And this one felt like that where it's like, really, you just fucking like nuke the premise in the first 15 minutes. And and that's it's almost like the movie takes a while to recover from that, because I mean, granted, they had me in at the whole like the whole car chase set to let's go crazy on the on yeah. the radio because it's totally, like oh. totally forgot how good that was <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it is mm-hmm. so fucking good and it's like i've had a dream of setting an action scene to that song and it's like well somebody beat me to it but good on them because they they did it they did it right you know and then you know and then the the one the saturday night's all right for fighting at the end is just like all right thank you <laughs> also now we live in a real weird meta world where young Elton John had to go save actual Elton John. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. really bizarre. I, yeah, I honestly but, think like, that's why he showed up in this, like that they were already working on that rocket band movie. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, he maybe you know, somewhere were like, you know, Hey, meet the guy you're going to play. And then he was like, Hey, you want to go make a game? Yeah, movie? Isn't make like only, it's only like his second movie credit ever. Yeah, probably. And, yeah. and, and he's, and he's in it a lot. It's not yeah. like he just sh- shows up for a scene and be like, Oh, I'm Elton John. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not a cameo. He's a character in yeah. this film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you have Julianne Moore going, fuck you, Elton John, <laughs> through a video screen. Yeah, and, and her character is just, man, they set her up so well, and then they just don't do much with her. Yeah, she's not like, a well-developed villain. Yeah, it, it's 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 just oh. such a weird movie because there's so many like little pieces I love, but then it's like, C-Tate, awesome scene with C-Tate. C-Tate's not in the movie anymore. Yeah, he's on ice. Yeah. 
Like that is the it, everything is like the it feels like a weird tease. Like it, okay, yeah. and in like, the IMDb trivia, they mentioned that the original cut was three hours and forty minutes long, and they're like, "Do you want to make two movies out of this?" And he said, "No, I'll make it one." And apparently, so they cut all the American Kingsman stuff out. I don't know. I I, I want to, I desperately want to see what the hell was in that movie. Mm-hmm. With that extra hour and twenty minutes worth that was in there, like, yeah. that isn't because it's like, man, let's let's find out because it just feels like you know, because man, Lancelot got it so wrong in that series, like basically got to go up in a balloon, shoot a missile, and then die. <laughs> you know, sorry if we're spoiling Golden Circle, but it's kind of like, it's like the first fucking ten minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then like the whole like. The whole thing with uh, with Colin Firth in that one is just it's a. It sucks that they gave away like him being on the poster and everything. Right. Yep, because it's like it's a good reveal when he shows up. But B, it's like they waste him throughout the movie. They're just like he's like not good. Yeah. Like you know, you're like man, give me this badass, and it's like nope, I'm just gonna keep fucking up. Yeah, the only thing like, that does good, I mean, by, besides the end, which I mean, the whole like yeah. finale is like the church scene on crack but <laughs> i'm saying like as far as like length that it goes yeah, it's on it's just forever, not as good not but... a, yeah it goes on non-stop but i mean like you know his redo of the bar scene where he fucks it all up is i mean that's i think the best scene with him just being him like i mean like mm-hmm. as an actor i feel like everything else it was like they gave him a weird direction of like be stony and don't i don't know it's, it's just it the whole thing comes across it's as like really a, sil- a silent version of that, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell people very important information. Right. You know, and it's like, it's like, that's was like his acting direction of like, you have important information that if you just said it would probably make all of this a lot easier, but you're just going to stand there and stare at him with one eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, I, uh, my, my thing with the movie, the thing that taints that movie for me, I still like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just very much a lesser movie than the first one is yeah. just the whole conclusion with Mark Strong. Like yeah. it, it's not time for that. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes out like like I said, it feels like the fourth or fifth movie in the series where they're like, well, yeah. it's like it's time to say goodbye to Mark Strong. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, but wait, no, he's just coming into where the movie series needs him to be going forward, and it's just like, mm-hmm. nope, time to make the ultimate sacrifice. And you're like, no, I, and I like the scene how he goes out. I think that's that's incredibly moving in a very strange way. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, I, I kind of felt the way when I was watching uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Like, why are we doing Why are we wrapping are we this? Wrapping Who asked yeah. for this? Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Like, like the last movie is actually your first real X-Men movie. Because the first one is just a getting the band together. And they they are a band for about five minutes at the end of it. Where they make <laughs> spandex jokes and, you know, fucking say dumb things about toads and storms. And then it's fucking over. And then the second movie is like, hey, they're actually fucking X-Men. And they're going to do shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, at least we got one of those. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Kingsman, it's like, all right, man, band's here. Let's fucking do this. And they're mm-hmm. like, nope. Kingsman are gone. <laughs> yeah, just blow it up. <sighs> yeah, it, it's yeah, the really... weird Halle Berry connection there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's her. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't argue. I've said that before. I, I generally think she's terrible, <laughs> like, in movies. Like, she's attractive beyond belief. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. as an actress, I think she has been and always will be fairly awful as an actress every once in a while they give her, her some kind of right direction like mm-hmm. i thought she was she's fine in the john wick movies i was i, yep. I was like going in thinking like oh <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah here she goes to muck this up but like they gave her the right directions in that yeah yeah but th- that's just such a really weird ass 
movie that mm-hmm. like it just feels like it, we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas you know like that's how that feels where it's like all right well let's figure something out for this one and it's it doesn't make any sense to me that they they yeah. hit that point in the second one it, and now it, the third one's just like not even connected to them it's like right. nope we're in the 1920s yeah it, it feels like they said okay you can make the second one but that's it you're fucking done wrap it up yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the weirdest thing about the second one I mean there's there's a lot of very strange tonal things that like don't get me wrong I think it's hilarious but it's also just feels so out of left field or I guess right field about Bruce Greenwood and the presidency thing you yeah. know just like I think yeah. like I think the way he's playing that character is hilarious but it's just also like well that's weird and super comic booky and like shouldn't we get mm-hmm. into that a little bit more but mm-hmm. like you know but um, yeah I mean like I said like what he's doing is hilarious and I think like, you know just Bruce Greenwood doing this is funny but (laughs) yeah it's just yeah and it's it's, interesting that they go with him when they had obama in the last one yeah you know like it's just one of those things where it's like no now we got a fake president well didn't obama wouldn't he have blown up with everybody else was he in the yeah yeah that's what i mean but like (laughs) they were presented as all right well like yeah the actual president is the president in this world and yeah this one they're like no it's bruce greenwood (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot that's just like really weird I, I, and i mean it's it's still well made and everything like like uh, and the action is still there and it's fun but there's just something missing and it's just it it just feels like it was suddenly like rushed through and they didn't have a script ready and it, it just feels like there was a ton of behind the scenes stuff that went wrong i mean I, I hate to say it but i think you could fix that movie by like removing like he, he there's no logical reason for him to still hang out with his like chav friends, <laughs> like I mean, like yeah. that, I'm just saying, like that. That's a weird like. Once Exy became like all polished Kingsman, like I think it'd be fun. Like I feel like the script would work better if it's like in moments of tense situation where he's like, "Oh fuck," you know, like and it's like that's when mm. that's when he breaks his James Bond character that he's built up now, not mm. going back and hanging out with them, you know, like and that's that's a whole weird dynamic, and it, it also just feels cheap of like, well, we need a way to figure out who would be using the drugs. <laughs> you know, like, oh, one of his friends, <laughs> just one, is yeah. apparently smoking meth? Like, I don't know why. It was like freebasing some shit. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, but, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, a, it's, it's a weird it, movie. Yeah, I, I I would be very curious to see like what that extra hour plus was. I wonder if it's on the Blu-ray. I I never watch oh, extras I, anymore. I doubt but. it. I mean, things like that. I mean, that's such an effects-heavy movie. I can't imagine they would have finished any of it. You know, and I doubt they have some version yeah. where it's just whatever. You know. Release the Golden Circle cut. <laughs> oh God. What, I'm just oh, saying. God. I don't think that movie did enough that like they would bother like putting out a disc version director's cut thing. You know, like I think it kind of. I mean, I guess it did on the effects in quarantine right now. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't really look at the numbers, but I mean, they did make the Kingsman that we'll probably never see. But yeah, I know. But I mean, like, I guess if it got that prequel, it did okay. They wouldn't. They don't make movies if they don't. They must think there's money in the name because that's like the most insignificant prequel sequel thing ever. It's like, hey, remember those two other movies? Well, here's something mostly unrelated. (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, like where where Eggsy is at the end of two. It's like, how do you even become a secret agent? Like, how does this even work now? You're like, you're done, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're retired, which leaves uh, nobody. Yeah. Uh, C. Tate will be the yeah. new Kingsman walking yeah. into the London shop at the very end. Yes. Give me that yes. movie. I want him. I want to fish out of water. Like, I, I, 
I want that fish. I want the American fish out of water, you know, like not just like the, you know, cultural in the same country. Cause like, mm-hmm. I want the full blown, like, I literally don't understand what you're saying level of fish out of water, like with Britishisms, you know, UK yeah. slang. I'm just saying like even class differences know what the fuck they're saying between the levels there. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, that's, it's just, it's, it's an all right movie, but yeah, it's kind of a disappointment. You know, because I and I know that plenty of people hate the first one, hate it, but I I'm on board with it and it gets better every time I watch it. And it's more in that universe. It's just like they took that universal direction. I didn't want it to go, you know, because because they kind of alien three it where they're like, yeah, well, we're doing this now. So, yeah. All right. Well, I have one last movie. I think if we're all right. Got anything else? Anyone? All right. Well, as I, as I promised last week, uh, I, I've been digging into my iTunes library and you know trying to watch the movies that I've somehow owned but never had actually seen um, through movie packs or checks random texting me <laughs> codes of movies. That my found. gift to you. My gift, your gift <laughs> to me. Um, but I think this was an 80s pack that I bought and I realized I had never actually seen Pretty in Pink. Not a shocker mm-hmm. because I spoiled it last week and you, you know this was coming. Um, I don't think I like Pretty in Pink. Like, I think that might possibly be the worst John Hughes movie. Like, I mean, besides, like, Latter Day, like, you know, fucking Some kind of wonderful is lesser than... Yeah, I mean, yes, I almost actually want to agree with you. Like, somehow I've seen that and never saw Pretty Pink. Go figure. But I almost want to agree with you, but, like, I am so disturbed by (laughs) a perceived message in Pretty in Pink because... I mean, if we're being honest, like the movie is like, hey, you're supposed to pick Ducky, but Ducky's kind of like the incel poster child. Like, I mean, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what message that movie is like sending to anyone by the time it's over. Like, it, it feels like it, it just feels like really broken. Like, it's <laughs> like, I don't like you're presenting no good choice. Like, where's option C? Like, does she have like, can she go be a lesbian with Annie Potts or something? Because that's probably a better choice. I'm saying like then you know either of the, the either of the guys that she's presented with like yeah. <laughs> my Manny Pot seems like a good support system there like yeah, yeah. they have a lot in common. I, uh, I, I'll be honest like I was I was laughing when when I was editing last week's episode because you were like I need Chuck to talk about this episode. I've seen Pretty in Pink once. I don't like oh, okay. it either. Okay, okay, uh, all right. Well, is, I don't know. It, it that and some kind of wonderful are never in my rotation. I just I I do not find them entertaining. Sure. Um, okay. So. Well, I just, I mean, I, I was but expecting I agree to be with you. like, it's, it's just, it's nothing about it appeals to me. Yeah. I just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, no, neither. <laughs> like, and I mean, like her dad's a piece of shit too, kind of like really all the way. I mean, he's, he's not shitty. Like he's not beating her or like, you know, like anything like awful like that. I'm just saying like, he's, he's a piece of shit. He doesn't work. You know, he's lazy. He's, he's not, a do nothing alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. I don't know. It's a weird movie. I just don't. I. I literally. It's one of those things. Like I'm like, who the fuck were certain movies in the '80s for? Like some of these, like ladies. <laughs> no, like no. I mean, no. I because look, as much as I don't like Pretty in Pink, Pretty in Pink is a hit in my household. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why. Like I mean, like like I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm even behind Sixteen Candles, and that one's got some fucked up messages in it too. Like, so does I'm, the Breakfast Club. Like all those all the '80s movies have problems. They well, all no, no, do. No, no. Well, well, I mean, like Breakfast Club is Breakfast Club's. I think the most like universally like okay, I, like I can get behind most of the messages in that. That like. 
that one's the one about breaking down so-called cliques or class barriers or whatever. And, you know, the, the person that sparks your fancy might not be the person you would think because you're bros or whatever or like don't look at her she's a weirdo you know like i'm saying like that, that's what like breakfast club is like a, about breaking out of like your cliques and social circles and and meeting the right people regardless which is what mm-hmm. life's about and and the other ones are like nah go with the rich kid i you know like that's the way to go like old 1950s security bullshit you know like where it's just like this dumb patriarchal like go be a housewife you gotta get the rich guy Woo-hoo! you know like yeah I, I I don't know. It's just like that. That one's like feels extra egregious. Like I I think it's just some level of like maybe it's just it's, just, it's probably the combo of like having James Spader and fucking um Andrew McCarthy. Like it's just like yeah yeah. It's just like <laughs> like so much like fucking eighties douchebag you know smarm. You know it's like, just like, dripping with smarm. Don't get me wrong. I, I, James Spader's great. I'm just saying like you know like if you want to fucking like why get Brett Easton Ellis like poster child like for the like I'm gonna make a drama about the super rich people you know like it's like okay yep. like you know I'm saying like that that's pretty or pretty pink like this weird like it, it feels like it wants to be this gangway to Brett Easton Ellis like where it's like you can get to that douchebag societal thing if you just work harder girl across the tracks and it's like fuck you why would I want to know anyway I don't like Freddie pink so <laughs> I'm done talking about it. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, like, all jokes aside, like, I mean, yes, I, I have lots of problems with the character. John Cryer is fucking going crazy in that movie. Like, I mean, like, from an acting standpoint, he's fucking going nuts in that movie. Oh, and yeah, here's 80s the, cocaine. That's... Yeah, I, sure. Because I, I, I was about to, I'm, I'm about to give a really big, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I have seen his other two 80s movies a whole bunch of times and never seen Pretty in Pink. Like, um, like hiding out and yeah i've seen hiding out and then was it like welcome back somebody or something no that's uh, welcome uh, back roxy no Car- you're thinking, uh, no, no small affair is the other one you're thinking of welcome home roxy carmichael which yeah is, which he's not in that's no, writer, right yeah <laughs> no no small affair is the other big he's big in ish. some other one that's like uh hiding well no hiding out is about hiding. fuck i'm gonna have to look it up anyway i'm saying i've seen those movies i don't know why so many times like I've, I don't know why. Like I, I'm probably HBO days or something. You know, like sure. hey, this is on a random video cassette that got recorded and watched this a whole bunch of times. You know, movies were yeah. weird back then. Like oh, it yeah. wasn't just like what do what do I want to watch now? Like no, it's just what's on this tape. Yeah, <laughs> what's on I, our tape? When can I be taken to the video store? Have yes. money to purchase the thing, <laughs> bring it back, take it back the next day. <laughs> it was a hassle. Yeah, so. sucked. Everything sucked. Yeah, I mean weird incel character aside he is fucking going for it in that movie Thanks, look this okay. is why ferris bueller's the best john hughes movie because he's all just about having fun <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> well did you know that cameron actually doesn't exist he's his tyler Durden. Oh, god shut up <laughs> yeah it's that's actually the best movie to do that with though i mean of all the like ones where people have tried to shoehorn that theory into ferris bueller sure. does work the best mm-hmm. yeah Still, mm-hmm. yeah. There's Still only like two stupid. instances where it breaks, I believe, where like someone is guess a direct, what? like d- talking to both of them. Scientific method, ergo, <laughs> <laughs> that theory doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Busting out some ergo, <laughs> ergo. Uh huh. No. <laughs> I have disproved your theory. Scientific method. Well said. It's very easy. One yeah. thing breaks it, it breaks all of them. Yes. But no, I, I I guess I should watch Pretty in Pink at some point. Just so I can go, 
no, I really liked it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I like I, yeah, movies where the people shouldn't end up together. So. The thing is, you're going to hate Ducky too. And like, yeah. I mean, for additional reasons, like all the things I was I saying, he's fucking going for it. You'd be like, fuck this guy. I yeah. just, I sometimes still appreciate the, the, you know, Donald Energy. O'Connor fucking cocaine fiend, like dumb shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, make him laugh. That's all I gotta say. Mm. Well said. Yeah. So anybody have anything else? I not of consequence. I've watched yeah. more things, but, <laughs> but I don't think anyone cares. Yeah. Exactly. We talked for an hour and a half anyway, so mm-hmm. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, uh, write us at BMF at BMFcast.com. Check out BMFcast.com, obviously our website where all the social stuff is. If you want to uh, send us a voicemail, 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Call the Garfield phone. Leave a message. Yes. We will play it as long as it doesn't suck. That's our guarantee. We'll probably still play it anyway. (laughs) We have sure. omitted very yeah. few voicemails over time. Uh, we have the monopoly on sucking around here, so you can't yeah. too. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Be better than us. <laughs> That's all we ask. Also, yeah. be on a train and have eaten at least two fiber one bars. <laughs> or yeah, four they, fiber did that guy two ever bars. write back? Or was he still dead? No, uh, he died. That's, that, <laughs> this is how SpaceX was born. Mm. <laughs> it's a missile the size of a... Yeah. Falcon 9. <laughs> it put him into an infinite time yeah. loop where yeah. he was just constantly eating fiber bars and pooping himself to death uh-huh. every day. Man. Uh, that sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> I really don't want to smell that musk. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. watch the, watch into the end credits of uh, of Palm Springs. Yeah. Because there are actually letterbox reviews. Like, it, there is a scene that addresses one thing and there are letterbox reviews like, I took off half a star for this. And I'm like, you didn't wait literally 12 seconds of credits <laughs> to get to that scene. No. Cause I timed no. it. I was like, okay, how long does it go away for? Like, are they showing credits? 12 seconds. So like, I don't Push know if like Netflix has trained people. It's just like, no hit stop immediately or what. But like, if you can't wait 12 seconds into the credits of a pretty good song to, yeah. Anyway. Well, as far as like uh, not doing things and deducting stars, I one last thing I'm going to say about Floor is Lava. I watched the entire season waiting for someone to fall into the lava and and give the Terminator thumbs up. No one did it once. I went to the point that I'm like, all right, are you all so fucking stupid that you didn't think to do that, or did they like specifically say you may not do this because <laughs> <laughs> they would all end up doing it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was a couple of people that like did the slow fall. Like I didn't just like wipe out into the lava and like the perfect opportunity just sink in. And like, I mean, like I, I want to be, a, I have no business being on that show physically, but I want to for that very purpose, which is dumb because that means I've lost, but I just wanted to actually do the full, like <laughs> as I'm going down, like I want to be do worth it. For I want to do it proper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. Do or don't watch Floor is Lava. Well, maybe our floor will be lava soon, and you can do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, Let's get, get out, out of here. here. Yes. Yeah. I'm Shall we? <laughs> what? I don't know. What? Chuck. Fuck, I'm doing it again. What are you saying, Chuck? He's talking. To, he's saying my shit. Yeah. Mm. Let's get out of here, shall we? I'm Marlo. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. This is Bamcast out. 
Last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.